From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I am Casey. And I'm Brian. This is the best beer show on the internet. Yeah. Strap on to your mash. Woof, woof, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) What you missed was... Two false starts. Uh, uh, ruined by the dog. We're working on uh, getting him to be a studio dog, but turns out uh, he needs his own microphone. So yeah, if you want to become a patron, <laughs> you can see those false starts and and chat about and them. And enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, it's a whole thing, man. Yes. All right. So uh, we, are, we are back. Um, this is our first time back in the studio in a month. Uh... I mean, you guys have only missed us for a week, so yeah. Thanks for putting up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a whole it's thing. Busy. It's summer's busy. summer's crazy. It's the crazy boys. Remember that um, uh, in the army now? Yeah. With Polly Shore, yeah. probably the best Polly Shore movie. Uh, I mean, you you could bio, argue Dio, bio, Biodome, bio. but <laughs> whichever one has the wheeze the juice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one for me. I like to wheeze the juice. All right. Before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to the American Homebrewers Association. They do lots of support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and like tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link above our homepage and join today. Also, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Topham Rail Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. Um, I need to pull up a thing here before we get too deep. But Brian, yes. what have you been up to beer related lately, my friend? Oh, s- all kinds of stuff. Um, I mean, we have one very important thing. I think that we've been both up to beer related lately, right? Yeah, we've met Brian Bryanson. Darn right, we did. Um, <laughs> That's another perk if you're a patron. Well, I mean, if, if you're even if you're not a patron, we would we'll meet up with you in person, and you can be prepare to be whelmed by our sparkling absolutely personalities. Absolutely whelmed. Which, <laughs> uh, I, you know how they say never meet your heroes. Well, I don't know if we can be considered heroes, but uh, <laughs> prepare to be whelmed. We definitely try, <laughs> as Devin would say. So, speaking of. Want a huge congratulation to patron Devin Stinson and his lovely wife Rose on the birth of their second child, Stevie Lee. Stevie Lee, Stinson. So, one boy, one girl, very good. But anyway, back to Brian Bryanson. It was a very much a pleasure to meet him, and um, he came through uh, our neck of the woods. And uh, from what I am, uh, what I heard, he enjoyed himself and had that fantastic pitchfork pizza. Pitchfork and Pizza. He hit up Bobtown. Mm-hmm. Um, hit up the uh, the old Hop and Barrel. Yes. Um, and then some of our uh, local favorite haunts. We tried to hook them up. So yeah, I mean, if you're a listener and you're heading to this uh, area of Wisconsin and you want you want uh, some tips, tricks, places to hit, hit us up. Like uh, we love meeting you guys. We love chatting. It's very and very fun. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. People are the people who listen are real. <laughs> this isn't. A simulation. We're saying that mostly for us because yeah. we're very like they're actually real. What they are? What about you, man? Beer related? What have you been up to? Oh man, uh, beer related. If I'm being completely honest, not much. I've kind of taken the last uh, month off brewing. I really need to brew. I just kicked my um, 
Pilsner, mm-hmm. and now I'm really sad because I don't have any Pilsner. I was just kind of riding that, like riding, riding that second uh, brew Pilsner high. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, and I think I can make it better. So, like, I need to make it better. That's uh, the we, that's Cracker Boy Pilsner. That was the name. No, this isn't the Cracker one. What was it? Was the, it the, the Cracker one? Was the first one? Well, I, it's just legacy. It's Cracker Boy. Is it just Cracker Boy Pilsner now? Cracker Boy Pilsner. Oh, man. I just named it. It's the whitest <laughs> fucking name you could have come up with. <laughs> I try. Um, no, uh, in all honesty, I have scheduled a, a trip to Germany for October. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, end of, end, of, end of September, early October. Um, I will be going to the Mecca of beer events. I'll be hitting uh, Munich's Oktoberfest for the last weekend. That's awesome for Amazing. a day. For a day. a day, I think. I think that's all I can do. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not twenty anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. It's those things get they get a little, they get a little hairy, get a little long. Um, but uh, uh, in some other news, very exciting. Um, I received a package over the fourth. Mm-hmm. Unexpected, well, a little expected, but also a little unexpected because I'm terrible at checking my messages. Um, uh, patron uh, Tyler uh, Kepik, uh sent us some commercial calibrations, so we're going to be doing those over the next few weeks. I uh, really appreciate that, Tyler. Thank yeah, thank you, you man. Um, he's. I was very excited. I put a big smile on my face. We were having having our uh, pre-show beers and food, and and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. um, so if you remember a few uh, a few episodes back, uh, we were talking about cold IPA. So we're going to be talking about that again. Ah, uh, uh, yes. The, uh, the face tattoo of... <laughs> face tattoo of beers. Um, it you, was... you can do it, but you're going to regret it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this is uh, Lacuna uh, from Surly Brewing, um, which, I mean, they should just call face tattoo. <laughs> Because uh, I mean, we are the uh, I mean, we're the best beer show on the internet. They should just know now. Man, that smells amazing. Uh, is there a does Surly do canning dates? Oh, almost definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Four fourteen twenty two. So this oh is, yeah, this is a few months old. But the minute that I cracked the can, I it got just real nice, strong, dank hopper. Oh me, wow, which is fucking amazing, and I love. Hell yeah. Um, all right, Ooh, so yeah. we're, we'll start with uh, appearance right off the bat. Uh, I guess, do you want me to tell you, uh, you want me to read about the beard now or after we talk? Go for about it. it. All right, so hops, we're looking at Warrior, uh, Sabro, Citra, Talus, and Centennial. Malt, uh, Pilsner, Acidulated. I don't know why they put Acid... We talked about this. Um, I'm not sure if it was on Homebrew Bound or Hop and Barrel Happy Hour, but... Surly lists acidulated malt on all of their malt bills. Well, like literally every beer has acidulated malt. Yeah, but I'm like, it's why? A, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's to P- adjust the mash pH. P- it's not yeah. really like, an, like, I guess it technically is an ingredient, but at that point, wouldn't you add your salts that you're adding to the water? Uh, frankly, yes. Uh, that's, yeah. Um, but I mean, okay. yeah, if you want to, yeah. Um, acidulated malt, flake corn, and carafoam. Which is interesting that there was both flaked corn and carafoam, and I'm getting like next to no head. <clears throat> excuse me, no next to no head. Yeah. Um, and then fermented with a German lager yeast. Okay. 
Um, they do not list an OG or an FG here, but it did finish out at 7.2%. Okay. Um, let's see. Brewed for joining forces, bridging the divide between a lager's crispness and an IPA's hop kick. Lacuna Cold IPA delivers the best of both worlds. Uh, crystal clear. Like, you could not ask for a clearer beer, I don't think. Very um, little head. Yep, little head. Uh, Aroma's still, like, good, though. Body's light. Um, oh. Wow. Yeah, light body, dry. Not, I would say, m- medium to low dryness. Like, like it's not super dry, but I think a, another part of what's lending <clears throat> to some dryness is, uh, like, how, the dankness of the hops. Yep. Yeah, I mean, no, there's a, there's a little bit of that hop astringency on the back end. Only because you said corn, now I'm tasting corn. But I think it's also, like, the... I, what was the green bill again? Uh, it is Pilsner, um, Flake Corn, and Carafone. Yeah, this is very, very evident that it's Pils and Corn. Um, you know what this reminds me of? Hmm. Like some 2012 West Coast IPA. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, no question. Just like not not the Caramel Bomb type, though. No, no, not the caramel. I'm thinking, um, like, um, oh god, green flash. That okay. kind of, yeah. that kind of like the more golden versions. But yeah, mm-hmm. this is. Um, I don't know if like you drop the body out and just hit that hops and. There's a bunch of hype hops in here, or like new, new, new world. Savro and Talus. Hmm. Um. I don't know, man. I'm. I'm really digging this beer. It, this is an incredibly drinkable beer. Yeah. Uh, especially for seven and a half percent, seven seven point two percent. So what is spanning the void? Lacuna, like, is that what it? Is? Yeah, Lacuna's the name. Oh, uh, bridging the bridging the divide between Lager's Christmas and an IPA's Hop Kick. Oh, that's why because they apparently the um, that the IPL there. that they did uh, couldn't quite bridge that. <laughs> God, I feel so cynical. Whatever. Like, like everybody rips on Surly right. and they just keep making Yeah, beer. they they keep making like good tasting beer. Yeah. Like and yeah. their their hops are usually on point. Like I can't get mm-hmm. I can't I can get mad at them, but I can't get mad at them, you know? Like <clears throat> it's interesting um, the use of warriors uh, a little bit on the old school side. Yeah, I well, and I like seeing that. I feel like we've gotten so so far away from yeah. Those older roots mm-hmm. that it's it's nice to see it pop up. Like there's a reason it's a utility hop. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put that on a coaster so we don't hear the dinking. My bad. It's okay. You're new. <laughs> uh, we got Andy Higginbottom Higginbottom in the chat. What up, Andy? Hey, Andy. Andy did you see those false starts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty exciting. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about. Smash beer. Um, we're going to smash it up. How to make a good smash beer. Uh, for those of you uh, who are new to brewing or just don't know about this particular thing, uh, we've talked a little bit about it before, but it seems kind of cyclical. Every year or two, um, it reappears on the forums and everybody starts talking about smash, which smash stands for single malt and single hop. So you do not have anything to hide behind. Um, but also I feel like it's a little bit of a misnomer. So why would you do a smash beer, Brian? Uh, you know, it's with, with so many, there's a a million malts and hops and yeasts around and it's hard to, hard to pick. 
uh, sometimes. And so most, most are all recipes. Well, most are one are more than one or one hop or one malt. And so, and sometimes even more than one yeast, honestly. And so try to pick out where, you know, what fruity notes coming from which hop, like this lacuna that we drank, there's four hops in there. And I could probably, I could for sure pick out warrior and, and Sabro, but you know, sometimes when you start mixing hops, things get muddled. And so this is a really great way to, uh, you know, uh, choose a malt, and a hop you haven't worked with or a yeast. And so you can really kind of zero in on what that hop does, you know, or what that malt might taste like if it's just by itself. It's a great opportunity to use a, like a new ingredient. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So it gives you an idea of how those, how those two ingredients uh, work together and also how like just, I mean, how to brew with them, frankly. Um, I mean, there are certain malts that you can't you can't really do a smash with. And we'll talk about a little bit that about that in a minute. Um, But also, like, I feel like yeast gets overlooked quite a bit with a smash beer. Definitely. Um, Because, I mean, it should just be called the smashy beer. (laughs) uh, (laughs) All right. That was really dumb. But yeah, yeah, it's a smashy one. Where's Carlos when you need him? God damn it. All right. So. Uh, because we're 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 dealing with such a small uh, like a small palette of things, there's a few there's a few uh, things that you really need to take into account. And the first one is water. Water is so important with a beer like this. Yeah, hugely important, especially if you're trying to <clears throat> excuse me to accentuate the uh, well the hops or the malt. I mean, honestly, we're probably talking more about really like utilizing the water to to bring out every like the best qualities of you know some of these malts or hops um yeah i mean you could they could leave you with a very much like one-dimensional beer like you know like micro <laughs> microwaving a steak you know what i mean like steak's good but don't microwave it like well then it becomes chewy yeah <clears throat> unless it's a salisbury steak and then you have to microwave that like. true um but yeah you can't. realize you're not a hungry man <laughs> You can't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hungry man, lovely. Anywho, I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, we, no, we, we, no, we were talking about water profiles. Ah, uh, yes, water profile, very important. Oh, uh, that's okay. You're that's not, all I have to say. That's all you have to say. About Podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, so the second episode that we recorded is going to be so much it's better. Be really good. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so you you want you want to take a look at your water profile and what are you trying to pull like out of this? Are you trying to really get more of the malt character? Are you trying to get uh, more of the hop character? And you kind of have to decide that going into this beer, right? Like which one are you really testing, um, and then modify your water profile to do that. Um, and then look at your mash temperature. Are you looking for something with a lot more body? Like if you have a single malt, yeah, you really need to push the body on this. Right, Brian? Yes, absolutely. Um, and <clears throat> frankly that, you know, what, what do we always say? The acronym more, a- more alcohol equals less temp or malt. Yep. So we're probably talking about mashing this beer, um, 
on the higher end. On the higher end, you know, you're what 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 can we top out at? What one fifty eight would Yeah, yeah. I'd say like one fifty eight mm-hmm. would be a good mash temp for a smash. Mm-hmm. Unless more you're a good trying, smash temp. Yeah, smash temp. Unless unless you are really trying to make it more like uh, you know, like lighter body so that you're just drinking like good hop water. That's yeah. also okay. Uh, Andy says most of his best homebrew uh, has been smashes. Uh, Maris Otter and then whatever takes his fancy. Yeah, I totally agreed. Yep. And in the UK, like, I mean, you can't really ask for something better than Maris Otter. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of different, you know, like malt choices. Um, <clears throat> so speaking of, like, all right, so hops, you can literally take any hop and do that for a smash. Malt, you have to be a little bit more careful. Yeah, there's some, there are some great, uh, like specialty base malts that really tend to get overlooked based on price. But that's kind of a cool thing about this from the price standpoint is that you, you can splurge on Wireman's bark Pilsner malt, which I think is a great choice for a smash beer or like, uh, some other gosh, just random ones that are either new or just really obscure, like Warminster floor malted Maris Otter pale ale malt. Uh, we'll talk about this. We're going to do an episode. The next episode you're going to, um, listen to after this one is about Irish stout. And I was talking to Casey off mic about, um, you know, the, these UK pale ale malts, um, which we'll get into in the next one, obviously, but like your floor malted Maris Otter, very complex, anything floor malted, honestly, um, Simpsons, they make a, you know, the golden promise, uh, that I think is probably the best one out there. Um, mm-hmm. there are other products that are similar. Uh, Dingaman's is another very, very overlooked uh, malting company. And Dingaman's also makes a, a Kara 8, which is kind of rare. Oh, wow. Kara 8s and 10s are, are kind of few and far between. There's only a couple of them out there. Another one that really sticks out in my mind is Crisp Hannah Heritage Malt. Um, so, yeah, you can stick with your Marisot or your Golden Promise, your Bark Pilsner. Uh, God, you could you could mash Munich if you wanted. Like, I don't like the the lightest Munich. You could mash that. Um, the sky's the limit. Like you when, when you know, you, the, the, the goal here is to not make it to, to make a thing that could potentially be very one dimensional, not one dimensional. So, yeah. But also you need something that will convert. Absolutely. Mm hmm. Um, so any of your darker, uh, specialty malts you cannot use. No caramel, roasted barley, um, stuff like that. But yeah, yeah I would, <clears throat> unless it's all you can get, I would av- avoid, uh, like just a base two row or a base pills. Um, but in a pinch, I would mash Pilsner malt over anything else. If that's, you're just like, Oh, all I have is base malt mash of pills, a little bit more complex, Flavor and that malt style has been modified and built for yep. can- canary beers as it is. Well, and then just uh, well, so with Pilsner malt, would you be worried about um, in your DMS precursors? Would you uh, switch to a ninety-minute boil instead of a sixty-minute? For sure, especially for under modified or floor malted. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right. So, uh, all right. So this mash temperature. Uh, so when you're hopping a smash, how would how would you go go about it? Well, uh, geez, um, there's a lot of, a lot of ways to think about it. Honestly, would, uh, it would hop it like an IPA, 
Like you, you know what I mean? Like you, you can make a, so bittering charge, mm-hmm. um, end of boil and then dry hop. Yeah, definitely. Um, would, would like, like I just said, would just build it like an IPA more or less. So I guess is any, any smash that you're doing, is it essentially just a pale ale or an IPA? Like, is, is that kind of what we're looking here? Sty- st- stylistically? I, again, like the, the hobby of homebrewing is, it's style agnostic. Well, I mean, it's great that you you can do all kind. You can make all kinds of crazy mistakes or decisions mm-hmm. or do stupid things that you couldn't do on a on a commercial scale. And so, you know, honestly, like, no, they don't have to be an IPA. But I mean, what's the what's the point? Of, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I want to do a smash bitter. I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe. <laughs> I want to do a smash stout, Brian. Mm, I don't, no, no. Yep, hundred percent wheat malt. It's a white stout. It's gonna oh, be great. Oh God, good, good luck with that. <laughs> half it's, rice, uh, half rice hulls. No, it's uh, that's that doesn't fit in my acronym. So yeah. no rice hulls. It's just a stuck mash. Um, <laughs> we're basically making uh, pancakes and. <laughs> Jeez. In any case, needless to say, you're gonna you're gonna do a sixty minute charge for sure for bittering. A thirty minute wouldn't couldn't hurt. Um, and then the most most of the rest of your additions are gonna be fifteen minutes, uh, at fifteen minutes or you know one minute, 50, one to fifteen minutes, um, or anything after flame out, uh, and then of course uh, dry hopping in you know the seven to fourteen day range. Yeah. Um, and we haven't talked about this in a while, but if you're using like a direct fire system or any system that doesn't have like, uh, like, like if, if you're not running it through like, um, a plate chiller where you can cool it down really fast, anything like five minutes, uh, before flame out and after you can basically just assume as a 15 minute addition because you're still going to be in that isomerization window. Right. Awesome. Um, Andy says most of his, he's classed as golden ales. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to enter it, um, that might be yeah, a good decision. Um, so what yeast? Oh, um, you are, know, are you looking for something that's going to like be super neutral? Do we want something that's got to add some character? Boy, that really de- it depends. Like, what do you what do you want out of it? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, use a like a. I don't know. I mean, well, I don't know. Who who knows? What do you want out of it? You try them out. I think that's kind of the purpose. Is it's canary? You can you're going to really be able to zero in on it. I'd say if you're just trying to make an IPA, you know, do it do it clean or you know USO five or O four. Like you know. And, California ale yeast works great. Um, if you're looking for, you know, like like pear, apple, grape, you know, use Irish stout ale. You know, um, maybe maybe you really are wanting, like I said, to zero in on a particular yeast for a different beer, and and you know you don't want to like blow it on an experiment, and you could just try this out. You know. Um, Sour Viche yeast, you could just throw it at that, make make yourself a smash sour, you know? It's the sky's the limit. That's the greatest part about this hobby is you can do whatever the heck you want, and it's not very expensive. Yeah. 
So, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I think, like, I mean, it kind of wraps it up, I think. Are we, um, doing a, are we doing a recipe? I mean, we can. You want to do a recipe? Sure. All right. Let's do a recipe, let's Brian. Let's do a recipe. Um, let's let's each do a recipe. Uh, do you want do you want lager or ale? I'm I'm gonna do ale. All right, I'll take a lager recipe All then. Right. Give me. Okay, so we're gonna use nine pounds. <laughs> we're gonna use nine pounds. Give me percentages. Oh, fudge! I mean, it should be very easy because it's one malt. Okay, so we're gonna use hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> You got me there for a second. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say we're gonna just like a, a if we're running a recipe at 75. Say let's just say 75 percent efficiency. Uh, we're doing five gallons. Um, just longtime listeners, you know this, but new time uh, like newer listeners, you might not know this. This is literally the first time that Brian has made a homebrew recipe on air. I don't think that's true at all. It absolutely is. What? With like poundage and looking at like. I feel like we have made many, many. We rec- have. Oh. This is like the first oh, time you took me? the initiative and okay, like well, good. Then it's, did a thing. It's like. good that it's a smash beer. <laughs> and it's really easy and you already confused me. Great. Uh, batch size, five gallons, 75. Figuring 75% efficiency. We want an original gravity of like 1050. That right. just seems pretty neutral. Yeah. Want to finish it at 1010, 10, 10, 11. Uh that sounds like a good beer to me, right? SRM, we're probably looking at three to five uh, using nine pounds of just like an English pale ale malt, I think would be a great, um, you know, you'd get like that kind of a biscuity feel to it. Um, and we're going to mash it at 158. Uh, well, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to mash for, for an hour. At 158 until full conversion. We're gonna mash out at 170. We'll boil. We'll do our we'll do our uh, first hop edition at 60 minutes. And I like Cascade. We're gonna do Cascade. Oh, Cascade. So we're gonna do an ounce of Cascade at 60 minutes. We're gonna do a half ounce at 30. Uh, half ounce at 15. Um, and then we'll do a half ounce at flame out. And then we're gonna do uh, a half ounce. Um, dry hopped for seven days. I'm going to dash some Irish moss in there, and I am very definitely going to use White Labs WLP001 because I think that is a great yeast manufacturer, and it is a great yeast. Um, And, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, Yeah, chill and ferment at 68. All right. Um, I'm so logger side. Um, I'm going to uh, do uh, Breeze Synergy Select Pills and Malt Gems because I've never heard of it and never used it. B- Breeze Synergy Select uh, Pills and Malt Gems. What I don't know what Pills and Malt Gems are. Uh, it's it's so they they have the Breeze Synergy Select Pills and Malt. Yeah, and then this is a different version of that malt. Get right out of town. I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, crafted by removing the majority of the husk, fine grit, and flour from milled Synergy Select Pilsen malt, this innovative product reveals true malt flavors with a remarkably clean finish. Expect a balanced uh, taste with notes of bread, cracker, and honey. Yeah, that's Synergy malt in a nutshell. Like, that's what we use for uh, Minisconsin. Yeah. So it sounds like this is um, Synergy malt that they've removed all of the husk and flour from. 
All right, we'll have fun mashing that. I'm very excited. We're going to use rice hulls. <laughs> I know it doesn't fit, but we're going to use rice hulls because like otherwise it's going to be really sticky. Lots of rice But I'm hulls. very curious to see how it's going to taste. I am too. I think Synergy malt is a great a great product. Yeah, because um, yeah, I was looking at Synergy malt, and then I saw this, and I was like, well, this is new, and I haven't used it, and that's what smashes are for, right? Indeed. Um, what so hopper are you using? Well, you know, I haven't quite decided on that. Like, So if I'm going like Pilsner-esque... Uh, I like immediately I'm like my brain just goes Saz or um What do what do you think about EKG? In a Pilsner. Yeah, like uh like like you can get kind of honey or spice out of EKGs. Ooh. For sure. I suppose like so I'm using American malt. I Saz, American Saz, malt. Are like, Saz is like the noble hop too, yep. so that might be fun. But also like I mean maybe some like American EK like um yeah, some like uh, U.S. grown EKG. Um, okay. Do that, um, and then just uh, the White Labs uh, German Lager yeast, or not White Labs, um, Y yeast. Okay. Um, which I don't have the number in front of me, but I've had a lot of luck with that one in the past. Um, uh, y yeast. German lager well, is. I think number, SAF 3470 would be a good uh, choice. 23, too. or no, that's Munich 08. Um, Pills and lager is 2007. WLP 830 would work. Basically, any German lager yeast. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you don't have temp control, is that a good versatile one? Or, I mean. It's not. Like, you need temp control for it. Um, though, I guess if you don't have temp control, I would just throw a uh, Cal Common strain at it. That works. Yep. Oh, hey. Brian. Brianson is in the chat. What up, Brian Brianson? <laughs> we were just talking about you. We were. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that would that would work really well. Um, mash, I would do kind of middle of the road. Uh, you don't want, like, because you want it to finish out super clean. You don't want a ton of body, but you want some there. So I'd do, like, 55, maybe? 155? 150, okay. Instead of like 158, like just keep it more middle road, 56. I yeah. mean, at that point, it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. Like, and and then if you don't like it, just mash higher or lower next time. Yep. It's pretty simple. Yeah, and it should finish out. It should be good. You know, and another cool idea, what I used to do with these smash beers is uh, throw them in, throw five gallons each in one gallon. For a 10 gallon batch or? One gallon jugs. Oh, one gallon jugs. Oh, and then split the yeast? Yep, split yeast or dry hopping. Oh, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. One or the other. Um, like more or less dry hopping since we're yeah. smashing. I know, like smash is, it's a great way to like keep things simple and experiment with a lot of different stuff. Yeah, this is this is at which point I had a swamp cooler going on in the basement of this house I was living at. So it was a kiddie pool that had uh, um, an aquarium, like uh, an aquarium heater. And uh, I had, you know, all these jugs bobbing around in the kiddie pool and like I remember and a fan on it so it was like this like weird swamp Just cooler bobbing for beers yeah and I had a roommate at the time who I went downstairs and he's looking at this pool full of jugs like what what are you doing and I was like pretty soon there'll be tasty beer <laughs> <laughs> chill out ah it's homebrew it's uh, pretty soon there'll be beer yep <laughs> alright well should we get out of here Brian and do the next one yeah 
All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnessstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnessstudios. You can follow us on Instagram at blindnessstudios. And we'll see you guys not next week, but the week after, because we're doing every other week for the summer. Um, but that doesn't work for my outro, so see you guys next week. Peace.